your host, Eric Balance, and this is the Resilient Minds Podcast. Join me as I explore the capabilities of our minds and how our X Factor can become our Y Factor. Now is our time. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Resilient Minds Show. You guys, I hope you're super excited because I have an amazing guest today, a good and dear friend of mine, Dimple Thakar. Uh, she's known as the love coach with over two decades of coaching, as well as an amazing speaker, a best-selling author, and also a fellow Tony Robbins Platinum Partner. You know, she's been a graduate of the Relationship, Business, and the Wealth programs. You know, this unique and brilliant lady brings a depth of knowledge. Um, she studied relationships with some of the best in the world. She's been featured as a celebrity guest expert on BBC TV, on radio, The Times, Huffington Post, Good Housekeeping, as well as earning an amazing Global Women's Club Award. Today, as the spiritual relationship coach, Dimple has helped hundreds of successful business leaders transform their intimate relationships to achieve a life of fulfillment. She helps both men and women on a path to happiness while enhancing and optimizing their business and financial success. I'm super grateful to have you. Dimple, welcome. Thank you, Eric. So excited to be here. God bless you. I adore you. You know that. Oh, I love you. It's 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 always feels like every time we connect, it's just like, um, you know, we we it, I feel like it, we just connect like like brother and sister. Like it's 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 so beautiful because you know those friends when you're like you see them, it's kind of like awkward. But with with you, I feel it's very like it's like where we left off. Like where where was the conversation? Where do we finish talking? Yeah, we've known each other a long time in many lives. <laughs> I agree. I agree. It's felt like that, definitely. So, you know, I, I just want to share, you know, um, I know that, you, you know, you, you've, you've heard some of, the, some of the shows in the past, but I wanted to really, um, really emphasize about the Resilient Minds podcast. And we really hear um, what I share with the audience often is sharing our X factors and share, which means really predominantly the experience. So, <laughs> You know, I know we're getting right into it, but I really, you know, I just, I know you have such an amazing experience of life and such an amazing and beautiful purpose behind your, behind your why. So I really want to just, if there's an opportunity where you can share some of your experience out of life, like, you know, your, your version of life and, and how it's allowed you to continue to pursue this beautiful why, this beautiful purpose that you can, that just keeps on giving. Thank you. I appreciate that, Eric. Gosh. What a huge question and what a privilege to have the opportunity to share it with your audience. Um, my why started with my own problems with my marriage, very much so. Um, who do I serve? I serve entrepreneurs, men, women, couples. And the reason I do that is because I am married to a serial entrepreneur. We'll be celebrating our 25th wedding anniversary this year. Wow. Um, yay. Amazing. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Thank you. But it wasn't always like that. And it hasn't been the easiest journey because entrepreneurs are a beast of their own. They have their <laughs> own physiology, their own energy streams, their own like magnificence. 
And when you're the partner of an entrepreneur, it creates very different dynamics. And without understanding the language of relationship, many, many people can fall short and, and decide to give up. And my big why stems from the fact that the children of those relationships and the impact it has on those children. I have two beautiful daughters, 21 and 16, and my why starts because I put them through hell because I didn't understand. I just, I was ignorant, completely ignorant to what I was doing and how I wasn't supporting my man because I just didn't know. And so I realized that I was making myself miserable and blaming him. And he, all he wanted to do was provide for us. <laughs> and I didn't see it. How many times do you go through life where you don't see that, that, and it's making me cry thinking about, you don't see that damage that you're doing in search of happiness, in search of fulfillment, and you're blind to the fact that you're going down one road and not getting the results you want, but you keep going down the same path because you don't even realize that you're going down that same path. And so I went along 20, 20 years into our marriage. So we've been struggling for 20 years. Wow. And we'd got to a point where we decided on our 25th wedding anniversary that we were going to get divorced on our 25th mm. wedding anniversary when our children were of an age where they were adults. So how many couples do that where they think that it's better to delay the inevitable for the sake of the children? And the truth is the children know what's going on. The truth is the children feel everything. And the truth is, we were role modeling how to expect a relationship to be. That was the biggest killer for me, that I was teaching my children how to relate to men in that way and how to dishonor and disrespect these beautiful men, their father, who is their source of safety I was teaching them how to dishonor and disrespect. Wow. And yeah, huge. That's, that's, oh, it's, that's almost like, when did that realization come? Because I think that that's really like, that's really, you know, noble of you to, to really recognize that. I think that that's, uh, uh, you know, that's a huge level of awareness that was created within you. And, and you know, I, I guess before I get into asking, you know, thousands of questions associated with it, what was it that allowed you to really recognize that moment that you were doing that? It was a very <laughs> great question. It wasn't like I woke up one morning and went, oh my God, I'm married to the most incredible man in the world. And this pain that I'm feeling is not his, it's mine. <laughs> it wasn't like that at all. I had the biggest bolt of lightning wake me up. 
absolutely wake me up. I found myself um, in front of Tony Robbins, uh, Platinum Partners, relationship event. And if I can back up a little bit, I didn't know who Tony Robbins was at all. I found out who he was in January 2017 and I just through a business coach and I started getting interested in listening to some of his work on YouTube and then I realized he was coming to England in April. So I booked the best seats I could in the house and went along thinking, huh, I'm curious. Don't know who this big guy is, but I'm curious. And at that point, I was only three months into, um, no, seven months into my new business because up until then I'd worked for somebody and got a business. So I solely left that employment and set up with this being my only income. Yeah. And so it was a big, it was a big step. And I, I went along and I'm super guided with intuition. And what happened for me was I was pulled to the platinum partners table and I signed up and then I thought, shit, where am I going to get this money from? Like, <laughs> like I really I relate to that definitely I can relate to oh that oh my god like so and then I thought I have to ring my husband and tell him what I've done bearing in mind we were planning our exit strategy for our marriage like a business so we were like you know all like planning how we were going to split every everything like literally like a business and and I remember ringing him at midnight and saying to him, I've done something crazy. Please don't shout at me. And he said to me, and he doesn't shout. It was just my like, shit, like I'm in big trouble. And um, he said to me, Whatever it is, babe, just tell me because I've been traveling around the world. He's a serial entrepreneur. He's been from business after business after business. Like, so this was his next acquisition. He was like dealing with that. He just purchased that in the October before. And so like, I said, and he said, I'm really tired. It was really clear. I'm really tired. Can you please just tell me what it is? Right? And hindsight makes me think, he probably thought I was about to tell him I'd gone off with somebody and had an affair, you know? Because that's, I was so disconnected to the relationship. And not that that have, has ever happened. Um, and I said to him, I've done something crazy. I've joined something called Platinum Partners and it cost 75,000 US dollars. <laughs> Vomited it. <laughs> I just literally vomited the words out, right? And not only that, Eric, but I had never traveled by myself before ever. So I had I had a huge fear around actually going anywhere by myself because I would get lost in the restroom of restaurants like 
he would have to get the girls to come and get me because I would literally, my sense of direction is awful. So I hadn't even, it hadn't even entered my brain that I would have to travel the world by myself. <laughs> so this is what he said to me. This was the first lesson and I still didn't get it. And the reason I'm emphasizing this is because how many lessons do you have? How many moments do you have in your life where you can choose to, to, to witness the lesson and learn from it or push it away? And this was the first lesson. This is what he said to me. 22 years ago, you invested in my business. You took a job so that we could have secure income and you let go of your dream and you took a job that you loved, but it was a paid job and you did that and you raised our beautiful children so that I could do what I needed to do. He said, you invested in me. For 10 years, you supported me. And he said, so now it's my turn. All I see this is, is an investment in you and your business. And he said, I have faith in you. And I still didn't see it. I still didn't see the magnificence of this beautiful man. That was lesson number one. So we get to Maui, which is the relationship event. And that particular event was in October 2017. And it just so happened to clash with my husband's biggest trade show in France. He's the brand new CEO of a business. It's the first trade show, 150 employees. And he has a choice. Does he choose work or love? Lesson number two, he chose love. And he let 150 people of which some were family members, his dad, his brother, to come on a holiday to Hawaii with his wife, who they're planning their divorce with. And he has no clue who Tony Robbins is, like no clue. Lesson number two. So day one goes brilliant. Tony says, the first day, who in the room doesn't want to be here? Three people stand up. Atul, my husband, is one of them. And this is for the women in the house. I was torn in half because half of me was so pissed with him because he was embarrassing me in front of my platinum partner friends. Like, don't stop, like you are saying you don't want to be here against the big guy. Like, seriously? And then another part of me, my feminine part of me, was so proud of my man to stand up for what he believes in, irrespective of who it's in front of. And I just, Tony looked him straight in the eye. And it was beautiful. That exchange of masculine brotherhood was so 
trant like it was just magnificent to witness tony looked him straight in the eye with absolute respect and dignity and he said i just ask one thing of you my brother one thing please keep an open mind and because he honored him for his values at all said to him i can do that i can do that and that again another lesson but the breakthrough moment which was what you asked me about eric was day two we had the biggest fight and it was all because i was filled with how dare you go to bed early on day one when I want you to be like the perfect husband and be with all my platinum partner friends and have this whole idea that we're on the outside, this beautiful, gorgeous couple who have it all. And on the inside, that's not the truth because I was running the show and I was destroying him because all he wanted to do was please me. All he wanted to do was provide for me to make me happy and the girls happy. And the more he tried to do that, the further away I moved and I pushed and pushed him away. And I know all this now because of what I went through. And so day two, we had this huge fight and I said to him, I don't want you anywhere near me. We are done. We are done. And I pushed him away and he sat with people he didn't know. I sat on the front row with my platinum partner friends. And at the end of the day, um, I said something to a speaker. It was 10.30 at night and Tony was at the back of the room. They had a live speaker on Esther Perel. And once she'd finished, I said to her, great, so you don't have to forgive like she was referring to a beautiful woman who had talked about somebody raping her mm. i had taken it as one point for me i don't have to forgive him because it's all his fault and you know i just want to i just want to interject because i think that this is really valuable so so what was it specifically that allowed you to think, because I think that what happens commonly in a relationship is that element of pleasing. And that's where um, that element of pleasing, whether it's, it's the masculine that pleases or the feminine that pleases, how many times in relationships do we fall into this belief of like, we need to please the other person. Yes. But it actually does, it does actually a lot more harm than good right because we think in our minds and we're like hold on and and i can tell you even from my own experiences that once pleasing starts happening it it, it it's you're it, there's a there's a consistent incongruency and do you think that because he was pleasing you because he was pleasing the girls that that incongruence had settled into the relationship 100 percent. it caused a it caused a depolarization Yes. yes. So, so yeah. So, so moving into like that experience, the, the, the defining moment where he really, cause I know, I know I, I just want, want to like 
really emphasize this whole brilliance of what that tweak of that shift so that really i know that this is going to be so profound for anybody that's listening you guys are just in for a treat right away but like that shift so so you took this this moment of oh one for me great yeah. this is awesome like this is this is the perspective for for what i get to, how many times in life for anybody that's listening do we really start counting and measuring and what are we counting and measuring? Is yeah. it the right thing? Are we, like, are we stacking this evidence of reinforcing all the bullshit? <laughs> like I spent the whole time stacking and focusing on what he wasn't doing. And not once did my attention and my focus go to what he was. Not once. And so in my mind, all these bullshit stories were being reinforced. And, and the, the pivotal moment was when Tony was stood six foot seven of him over my two, five foot two frame, screaming at me with such intensity and fierceness there's platinum partners in the room that have been there for 15 years have never seen Tony with that intense fierceness. Now, I want to make it really clear. There was not one moment in that intervention that I felt fear or that I felt as though he was attacking me, not one. And the reason is because I know the integrity of Tony Robbins and I know that he was doing this to match my masculine energy. And that is what it needed. We talk about pleasing and this is the piece. Tony was going and being guided by, for the guys, it's your gut instinct. It's something in your gut that tells you that this is not wrong. How many times do you go against that gut instinct to please her? How many times? because you think that that will make her happy. And actually what I needed in that moment was the, the wake up call. It took for Tony Robbins, six foot seven giant to break me. That tells you the strength of the feminine. I had presented myself for so long in my masculine it become the norm to the point where I had physical pain in my body 15 years I had neck pain and I had been through so many different chiropractors alternative therapies energy everything and the truth is I had developed so much testosterone in my body that it was causing strain and stress in my body wow, wow. And this intervention, it went like that. So, so, so relating to the testosterone, it's, it's crazy because now you're helping with even when women like, you know, because in business, especially there's a lot of women that think that they need to be in their masculine. Yes. Literally yes. they need to be in their masculine to be successful. So now how many women out there are really creating testosterone in their bodies because they think in their brains, and maybe it's affecting their relationships. Maybe it's affecting their children. Maybe it's affecting, you know, um, to find another partner. 
Yep. How many women out there do you think are struggling with this type of ability to drop into their feminine? Because I think that obviously you, you have a clear process and I know we'll talk about, we'll get to that in a moment, but I think that that's like really evident that I think that people struggle with that, that balance. Would you agree? 100%. And it's because as women have risen to become financial providers, their only role models have been men in the beginning. And think about it now. Some of the most successful entrepreneurs, leaders are still men. There are very few, if, the ballot, if we look at the ratio, because women are only just coming into it. It started in the evolution of the 80s when women, shoulder pads, you know, the whole women are coming into it because they role model men. And so think about it in the boardroom. How many times have you, have you had a woman in the boardroom and she is being the bitch from hell? She is cutting men and demasculating them, stripping them of their balls and everybody hates her. And then you have the woman who comes in, in her essence, still very powerful and strong, but knows who she is in her feminine and is able to get every single man in that room to able to influence them in a way that serves them, in a way that builds them, in a way that is win-win. And not in a, in a manipulative way, but in a way that holds her power of who she is. And energetically, everybody, not just men, feel that. Yeah. And it comes in a way of true authenticity. And that's the key. It's not about operating in your masculine or your feminine. It's about being able to... Um, to be able to use them as and when is required. Being a mother requires you to use your masculine. You have to be focused. You have to get your children to school on time. Like it requires that element, but it's about where is your natural home? In that moment, I was operating and the, the numbers are arbitrary, they're my numbers. It's to illustrate the point. I was operating at around 80% masculine and 20% feminine most of the time. My natural home is 80% feminine and 20% masculine. So imagine what I was doing to my body physiologically. And, and therefore, in this moment of Tony coming and attacking my masculine, that's what he was doing. He was like, guy on guy, he was, giving it some force, yeah. right? Think about that with your guy buddies. You don't please them. No. If they need to know what they need to know, you give it to them in a direct way in service of them. And that's what he was doing. But here is the moment that I realized. Two, literally must have been 30 seconds into Tony's screaming like full pelt at me like at one point he had to actually ask everybody to breathe in the room there was 400 people in the room he had to ask everybody to take a breath because it was so intense but prior to that and here's the drop the mic moment 
at all came from nowhere like this with his shoulders back, his chest as big as he could make it, straight for Tony. What do you think he was doing? Protecting him. 100%. But here's the drop the mic moment. It took for Tony Robbins to stop what he was doing for him to turn around and put his arm around Atul and say, is this the guy that you're talking about not forgiving? Is this the guy? He said, because I have seen more courage in this human, he faced his fear and he came here to protect you against me. And it was in that moment that I realized I hadn't noticed. I hadn't noticed him come to protect me. So what the effing else in my life have I not noticed? That moment, it was that drop the freaking mic, like, and I remember it like it was yesterday, like that moment that my man has been there every time and I hadn't noticed, and I was about to give away my greatest love. I was about to let go of him, my greatest love. And how had I been treating him? I had ripped his balls off him and was walking around with them and was so fucking uncomfortable. And he had it's not just one way, it's not just about the women. He had given me his balls. Because what had happened was the polarity at the beginning, masculine and feminine polarity, we had that attraction. But over 10 years of me demasculating and the fights, he was exhausted. The effort, he was exhausted. And so, as a lot of men do, he dropped into his feminine to please me. And it, and it loses the polarization, right? And I think that that's, that's yeah. like, it, 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 it really affects the relationships the most is when, um, you know, what does, what, the, what are the three C's the control, Tony talks about it. It's like, it's, it's control, it's coaching and criticizing and closing. And I yeah. have done all three of those for years, for years. But here's the piece. At the beginning, the polarity is authentic. So masculine, I was in my feminine and he was in his masculine and there was magic. So what does that mean? The intimacy is great. The passion is great. The passion sex is great. Yeah. Right? Then over the years, as I rose into my masculine, we clashed. So the passion was awful. It was like sleeping with my brother. It was awful, right? Repulsive, masculine on masculine, like awful. For a guy, like sex is one of their primary needs. And it is for women, but not as much for men. And the reason is because you are designed to procreate. 
Like that is your purpose to procreate. Like from when we talk about the cave membrane, right? Yeah. Of course, we've evolved a lot since then, but that's the reason. So sex is really high because mm. that's also the way you connect. And so masculine or masculine, it was killing him. Yeah, 100%. It's, yeah. <laughs> it was killing him. So he thought if he drops into his feminine, at least there's polarity, but it's inauthentic polarity. So yes, the sex was there, but it was functional. Yeah. We're serving no No passion, no energetic connection, because we were both in our inauthentic. And it was that moment when Tony made me realize that the very thing that I was looking for, the very thing that I was desiring was right there inside of me. Mm. It was love. And I had built a wall of protection to think I was protecting myself against him. And the truth is that wall was stopping me from loving me and therefore stopping me from allowing love in. He was pouring love into my heart daily. Talk about the resilience behind a relationship. Talk about creating resilience um, from both of you, um, but really also from from your husband, right? Um, And from you for 22, like at the end of the day, the resilience that your relationship has has overcome and like has created throughout the, the, the difficult times is fascinating. And, you know, I really want to bring it, you know, and really, because you've, you've, as a result of that, been able to now help others. And to me, I think that that's really the soul, you know, you've experienced this to create purpose in other people's experience, in other people's experience of their own life. So right now, like share, if you don't mind the experience or, you know, and you, the process of how many women or men that you serve, um, yes. and the process that you really take them on because what is happening right now? And I can tell you even from my own relationships and you know, this, you know, that mm-hmm. I, I go into this fucking pattern, this bullshit pattern in my head where, Oh, I'm focused on my growth, my business or all these experiences. And I decide in my brain that I don't need anybody. Yes, that the love, right. the love is not necessary that I just need to focus on myself because it's easier to grow alone course it is but actually you stunt your growth because the growth occurs when you have the challenge of a partner the amount of growth that my husband have had and still have listen it doesn't end please know this even though I'm the expert I'm not I am only a few steps ahead of you all in this area and that's because I've invested heavily in my growth in this area this area is the most challenging and rewarding area area that you can ever ever dare to go in only one percent have the courage to step in this area business growth and with all respect business growth is a safe easy area it's not without challenge but you're right eric you do it alone so you have control (laughs) and 
the challenge that many entrepreneurs and the process that I take them through is number one, speak the truth. I have this thing called a heart model. Number one, H for honesty, speak the truth. Let's get real. And I honor you today because you spoke the truth. It is easier to do it alone. Of course it is. But does that fulfill your heart? Does that provide you with fulfillment? Why are you put on this earth? What are you doing it for? Who are you doing it for? And the ultimate answer to all of those is because you want to share. You want to give. You want to share it with somebody who is devoted to you, who honors and respects you, who you wake up next to every morning and they smile because you light them up. Right? This whole piece on what is your energy source, the truth is we energize each other. You don't get the same fulfillment when you do it alone. <laughs> you just don't, our souls seek partnership. And so I have this model where the first piece is, let's just wake you up. Like what is the frigging truth? Because unless you face your truth, you can't move, yeah? And then E is get an education. Like understand where your lack of awareness is coming from. <laughs> like get an education. If not with me, there's many people out there, but get an education. And it really comes down to, to that experience that you even had. You had the education where you had that aha moment with Tony, right? Like it was an education with somebody that was outside of the vit, like, like the area. So they could like, look at what you were doing. It was, it's amazing. Yeah, you're right. Like, and it created that awareness. 100%. When you're the observer and you aren't emotionally attached, you can see things. I have people work with me and my husband because I can't see it. This week, I've had a coach support me and my husband. We still have our challenges. I'm keeping it real. Like, we still do, but we are committed to working on it. We are committed to being aware of it and learning. Our, as a family, we are revisiting a module from an incredible relationship expert, Alison Armstrong. As a family, we are revisiting it. We have Saturday nights where we sit and listen to Alison Armstrong. All three of us, all four of us, the girls, my husband and I, and we debate about it and we have conversation and the girls hold us accountable. The number of times my girls have said, mom, he's in transition, give him a minute. Mm. Right? Or the number of times. The 10 minutes, right? Or 15 minutes. Give him a minute. Or the number of times where they've said, dad, you promised mom you would speak to him in 10 minutes. The 10 minutes is now. Right? This whole accountability thing. So that's the first piece is honesty. H for honesty. E for education. A, articulate. Communication is the biggest problem in relationships. 
It's not a lack of love. It's a, there's, it, love do, is not the thing that destroys a relation, lack of love. What destroys a relationship is lack of communication and lack of education. Mm -hmm. If you keep communicating the same things and don't have the strategies and the tools on how to understand the language of man and understand the language of woman, you're going to end up in those vicious cycles until the point where you are so disconnected where you're living as roommates yeah yeah you're living as roommates how many years have i lived as a roommate oh my god and the dishonor and the disrespect and what that's created for the girls just so so the so you've got the honesty, you've got the education, you've got the articulation, and then you've got the resolve. This is a huge piece. Unless you can draw a line from the past bullshit stories, you will never move on. You will never move on. You have to resolve, you have to draw a line. And this is the process I take my one-to-one -one clients through my online program it's all this process you draw a line because if you don't when you discover resolve just if you don't mind elaborating on it because i think that that's yeah. really important just for anybody that's listening explain to us like maybe do you mind giving us an example of resolve or how you would you know create resolve in a relationship um, because I think that that's super valuable. Like, uh, yeah, 100%. It comes back to the truth. You start becoming aware of what are the stories you keep telling yourself. The story I kept telling myself was my husband didn't care that he was never home, that if he cared, he'd be home. If he cared, he would hold me when he, when I needed him to hold me. If he cared, he wouldn't be at work from 6am till midnight. If he cared, he wouldn't be ignoring me. Sorry, 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 sorry. Story, story after story after story. So raising that awareness. Number two, educating on what the meaning is. The meaning of that story is he cared that much that he had to go out and provide and he would do it any which way, anyhow. Because at that time, we just had our first daughter. The ante for him was even higher to provide. Not only did he have to provide for me, but he now had to provide for his firstborn child. And he was scared. He was working 24 seven for us. When I learned that reframe, it didn't mean he was running away. It meant he was actually going to hunt the deer to bring it back to feed the family. <laughs> Seriously. And the meaning I had put on it, because this is the other piece now, articulating the truth the meaning i had put on it it was that he didn't care yeah. that i was stuck at home with a baby that i didn't want he wanted the baby i didn't want it and so what resentment did that build in me and my child and him and when i realized this is another question that i often say to my clients this isn't blaming men or women women this is truth 
everybody has their own responsibility. That's a piece of truth. Would you want to come home to you? I wouldn't want to come home to me. I was the bitch from hell. The first thing I said to him when, when he walked through the door was, why are you late? Don't you care? What's wrong with you? And everything would come out. This wow. bitch from hell would come out. No wonder he'd spend 20 minutes in his car on the drive. I don't think I would even want to come in. Or work 24 hours a day, seven yeah. days a week. <laughs> right? Like, right. Uh, you know, and, and, and you know, I, I honor that commitment because, um, you know, in my own experience, you know, um, you know, I'm divorced and uh, I didn't, uh, you know, keep, you know, that, that marriage going. And there was many, you know, different things. But I think that um, it was my own story that I kept telling myself that, um, you know, I think held me back. And I realize now, and, and I shared this with you, um, is that, you know, that pattern had happened so many times in my relationships. And, you know, even like in the relationship that I'm in, I caught myself wanting to run, but realizing, hold on a second, I want to, you know, when times get difficult, I seem to want to run. Instead, how about I take a moment to, um, really understand why this is happening. Understand how I can grow from this so that this pattern, I stop it now. And um, yeah, I just, I think that, that we, the story time that we tell ourselves um, is so important to be aware of for anybody that's listening, because we all do it, whether you're masculine, whether you're feminine, whether you're, whether or, you know, playing the 80-20, whether you're doing 50-50, whether you're male, female, whatever you, whatever, we all do it. And it's so important to be aware of it. And I think that, you know, what you're sharing here is, 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 is a great question. Would you want to come home to yourself? Like that, that, that is a profound question. I mean, like, like realistically, like what kind of state can you put yourself in? If you're going to go, if you're going to ask yourself that question and be honest about it. Yeah. Like I asked myself that question. Like I was like, no, I would run as far away as possible than come home to me. Mm. And this guy came home to me every day. Yeah. And he came home to me and he took care of us every day. And so the, the final piece is test, test new waters, try out new things. Like you've just described, Eric, you have that awareness that you ran and you're trying new waters now. And that takes courage. That takes an elevation of commitment. That takes an elevation of compassion. That takes an elevation of the next question, which is, are you in a relationship to get or give? Because wow. I was in a relationship to get. What can I get out of this? And when you're in that mindset, what occurs is it's all about me. So the story is about me. 
And when you switch it to, I'm in a relationship to give, not lose myself. I fill my love cup up first and then I give from the overflow. I give from overflow, not half full. Because when you give from half full, you build up resentment. And I had, and I'll be honest, this weekend I had a crash and burn moment where I had realized I was giving from half full. And so I was building up resentment. I had to pause and build awareness of what was going on and build strategy into how do I then fill up my love cup. And so I then you give from a place of overflow. And in doing that, what occurs is you build compassion. What do they need? What's going on for them? Do you see how me giving from that place, I was able to learn that actually the story I was telling myself was a dishonesty and a distruth. It was actually him going out to provide for us. How exhausted was he? He was working from 6 a.m. till midnight, hardly eating. What level of drive has that? Like, and this is his level of drive four years. Not we're not talking about one week, two week, four years. He's working on a project now that he's working 24-7 to provide for us. And, 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 you know, I think that you've given us such an amazing path um, or process to really evolving an amazing relationship and building a relationship. What would we really, what would you say would be one reason that people will fail? And how, by the way, actually, yeah, yeah. How, what would be one reason why people would fail? The... Number one reason I feel why people fail is because, well, there's a few, okay, but so lack of communication, a lack of awareness, Mm -hmm. okay, and lack of role models. Yeah. You know, I don't believe that half of marriages should end in divorce. I don't, I just don't. My mission, my purpose on this earth is to halve the divorce rate globally. And that doesn't mean to say I'm not judging people who have been divorced. I am saying that there are some marriages that should never have happened because they're misaligned values. So I'm not saying we should never have divorce, but I don't believe that half of, ma- half of marriages should end in divorce because the damage it creates, you're creating role models that make it okay to get divorced, that make it an easy get out. Yeah. If you haven't done the work, I'm sorry, then divorce is not the only option. Yeah. You have to do the work. And you have to consistently do the work and have somebody support you doing that work. Like you said, you have to have somebody who's the observer. Because the reason that relationship work is so hard to do is because we seek love from the people who we are emotionally charged by. Firstly, it's our parents. Tony says this, doesn't it? Whose love did you seek the most? Mm. And then secondly, it's your beloved. 
And if they're the consequences of not getting their love hurt the most. And that's why we default and defer this area of work. Because it actually requires more energy and more so, effort and more courage to yeah. step your toe in this work. It's so true. It's so true. And I think that you have tremendous values that obviously show up in that work because of your own experience. Um, but, you know, I really want to, and I want to acknowledge that. I, I really do. I think that that's, uh, you know, your experience, um, your experience of, of how you, how you serve um, becomes, it's so evident and the passion that you create, like even just, just explaining that, that story and the connection, I think has been so monumental. And I think anybody that's listening right now um, is really, you know, is moved. Like I, I definitely moved. I, I got a tear in my eye a couple of times just listening to, to, to the story. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Eric. And, and for me, my driver, my, what's my leverage? What's the, like, you're right. This is literally my life's purpose. This is my mission. Like when I transform couples, it can happen in as quickly as eight weeks of transformation. Just weekly sessions, transformation after transformation after breakthrough after breakthrough. Because it's so easy when you know how. And the leverage for me was the moment when I was interviewed by Tony for his podcast. And they interviewed my family and my younger daughter at the time, we were at Date With Destiny in Australia. She was 14 years old, it was her, it was her birthday. And Tony came off the stage, it was beautiful to wish her happy birthday and say hello to the family. And we were interviewed and Kira was asked, what have you noticed as a difference between since mom and dad had that intervention? And she said, it's really funny, she says, because they used to fight a lot. Like she said, and they still do, she said, but it's changed. She said, the fighting is like toy fighting now. It's like they're playing with each other. Like she said, it's really cute. Like it's funny to see, like they're just like, it's like, dance. Children. It's like a dance, it's like children, you know? And, and and my older daughter, she was 19 then, and she said, she said, it was hilarious. She said, yeah, the biggest change she said is, we have to like keep saying to them, can you two just go to your room? Seriously, like, we don't have to see all this. <laughs> I love it, I love it. Definitely, you know? you're, you're, you're literally amazing. I honestly have to say that um, your energy when we met in Amsterdam since then I feel like we've just been able to connect so so deeply and so passionately but I do want to you know respect your time and I do also want to make sure before we go that if anybody is listening we really take a moment and um, if you if there's anyone that any that is looking to grab more information or want to know more about you or how they can get in contact with you take advantage of you know, any of your online programs or your sessions, um, what is the best way to connect with you? What is the best way to, to be able to um, reach out to you? 
Thank you, Eric. I appreciate that. So a couple of ways. Um, I do a lot of free content like videos and all sorts on my Instagram. So that is the love coach dimple. That's my Instagram handle, the love coach dimple. And then the other place where I have a beautiful free gift for him or her. And that is on my website where you can get all my online, like I have a full range of, um, pricing so i want it to be affordable for everybody because not everybody can afford my one-to-one -one coaching so i have and my um website is dimple.love just as simple as that dimple Beautiful. so, so i'll make sure I'll make sure that I add all of the links in the show notes as well for anybody that's uh, listening so um you know or or watching live uh, i'll make sure to to have those in the show notes when um when we release the podcast so dimple uh before we go i just want to make sure that we really um first and foremost acknowledged and i appreciate you taking the time jumping on i'm very grateful for for sharing your story and the wisdom associated with it and the experience um i'm really grateful for that but i do have one last question yes if you had three days left to live what would you do <gasps> I would take my family, my daughters and my husband to a desert island and we would just laugh and dance and sing and watch the stars and have moments of magic, magic connection that, and we would be grateful and thankful for all the moments that we've already received. Absolutely. So blessed. So grateful. Uh, Dimple, thank you again. Um, is, is there anything last um, moment of, do you have any last statements or anything that you want to share before we go? Yeah, absolutely. You're not alone. You're not alone. There is help out there. There is hope out there. You don't have to settle. It can be resolved very quickly. You just have to make sure that you are in a place where you really, really want this. Mm. Like this is, and when you get it, the profound impact it will have on all areas of your life. My businesses have 10x, my husband's businesses have 10x, just because the foundation of love and relationship is strong, then the house that you grow on that foundation family, business is so solid. If your foundation is crumbly, which is what ours was, our house kept falling. It would reach a certain point and then we would sabotage. Certain point, sabotage. There's no sabotage anymore. It keeps growing stronger and stronger. So please, there's hope. I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much, Dimple. We'll God see you bless. soon. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the Resilient Minds Podcast. If you seriously love the episode, please be sure to share it with your friends and click that subscribe button. Do it now! As I continue to grow, I'll be bringing on some leading entrepreneurs into the show. So follow me on Instagram or Facebook and drop a comment or send me a DM. Tell me who you'd love for me to interview and who you'd like to hear more from. Once again, Eric Balance signing off. And remember this, 
your X factor always determines your Y factor.